pakai Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yep. I got you. <coughs> we'll see if Lex got the invite. It's it's currently recording, you know, yeah. right? So I can Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Hello. Well, all right, I think we got it figured out. Should be recording now. Does it notice? We can't yeah. see you, Marvin. You got to turn your camera on. Oh, okay, hold on. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> Same. Pause and stop. Does it say it's recording? Yeah, I see oh. it. it. says it's recording. Okay. See. Yep, we're good. All right. All right. How are you doing, Lex? I'm so good. I love civil rights so much. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think, well, we appreciate you making some time to, to talk with us today. You know, um, I'll be honest, I, um, um, you and I, um, um, we've known each other for, for a little while now, you know what I mean? Um, I, I saw you out there last night, you saw me, um, I think there was a lot, of, a lot of passion and stuff going on, so we wanted to give you an opportunity to, um, to maybe um, talk a little bit about what went on and, and things, and then maybe ask you a few questions about a little bit more in depth about what was going on. So if you want to go ahead and maybe start off by by saying something Lex, feel free. Okay, so this is gonna take five minutes and five minutes is a long time, so I'm sorry. That's fine. Um, basically, <clears throat> I wanna say a few years ago, we held a Ben Shapiro protest. Um, I told everyone <coughs> peaceful, we weren't bringing weapons on campus. Um, we co-hosted it with a white organization. Um, somebody went undercover with them and filmed them talking to Antifa and sneaking in um, semi-automatic weapons into our protest. The video of them sneaking them into the protest went viral and the title had my name on it. Um, then a few years later, we went to Sim Gill's office and we were protesting outside of Sim Gill's office and a group, another group of white people from a, a white organization came and the proud boys were there um there was, uh, there was a white man who would not stop engaging with the proud boys kind of inciting the situation the proud boys hate black lives matter um and then there was another group of white protesters that said we're leaving we're scared and that really sat with me wrong because we shouldn't be worrying about white feelings at black protests um, and then finally, when I went to Minneapolis and people said, you know, black people are burning the city down. Um, what I did was I witnessed white people burning down the home or the office max. And then the last night I was there after the first five rounds of tear gas that they shot at us, um, we see these three white people cutting the fence to the precinct of the police department. 
and we said we're trying to keep it peaceful over here and stop and then they kept going and then we said stop and they kept going so i went over there we have video of me doing this and i said and i can cuss on your media source right yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Oh. yeah and i said i said i said fucking stop it we told <clears throat> you to fucking stop it um i i basically was in minneapolis standing in solidarity with them i've been getting some flack about that i know that martin luther king went to alabama to protest so did uh, uh marvin or Malcolm X. I'm no Mal Martin Luther King. I am no Malcolm X. I never will be. But I'm saying that the act of going to different states and standing in solidarity with them is not a new idea. Um, while I am there, a protest is thrown in Utah that has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. My phone starts ringing off the hook from sunup to sundown saying, why did Black Lives Matter hold a violent protest? My phone starts ringing off the hook from my friends and family saying, we're leaving Black Lives Matter. We don't support the violence. You told us that people aren't allowed to incite violence and destroy property. And I had to say over and over again, this wasn't me. I had to do so many interviews in the airport. And then finally, when I got on the plane, I was still doing a media interview. I get back in town. I hold a press conference. I haven't had any sleep. I've just been on a plane. Um, and the media is continuing to call. And then yesterday I had to do like 15 media interviews. Today, the media interviews started at 6 a.m. for damage control for a protest that I did not throw. Then I see, I, I'm like, you know what, let me drive downtown and see if they're being peaceful. <laughs> I see a crowd of protesters who are hanging around while the crowd is dispersed. It's my understanding that the organizers asked everyone to leave repeatedly, and those people were hanging around. And, and the reason they were hanging around was because they're angry and their rage is warranted. All of our rage is warranted against police brutality. Um, but the problem that I find is this. When the headline says the city is burning, the headline no longer says Cody Belgard was murdered by police. Okay. When the headline says cars set on fire by Black Lives Matter or by protesters, the headline no longer focuses on police reform and the violence at the hands of police. And that's fine. People want to burn cities. That's fine. And like I said yesterday, um, you know, Malcolm X didn't just burn shit. He built shit. He had um, a school a health program. He supported black owned businesses. Huey Newton and Bobby Seale didn't just burn shit. They built shit. They had a school for black children. They fed the community. They had an ambulance. They put street signs and street lights in their community. And Martin Luther King didn't just burn shit. He built shit. So if people want to go out there and just protest one time, burn down the city and believe that they are somehow revolutionary or original, I don't support that. We have not seen them at Cody Belgard protests. We have not seen them at Bobby Duckworth protests. We have not seen them at Elijah Smith protests, Patrick Harmon protests, Brian Valencia protests. So I went out there. Should I have gone out there? I want to let you know something. I have no, I'm on like no sleep and I'm, I'm emotionally, mentally obliterated right now. When I went down there, was I mentally stable? No. Am I mentally stable right now? Incorrect. No, I'm not. But it, it brought me so much anger that people would go out there and attempt 
attempt to create and start violence. And I really believe that those people don't understand the movement. They said things that, that helped me understand that they didn't understand what this movement is about and what we're pushing for. We are not just pushing for burning buildings and cities. We are pushing for de-escalation training, diversity training, data collection for police department, more or less than lethal weapons, independent civilian <clears throat> review boards that have the power to bring charges against police. We are pushing for police to be held accountable for their actions. So that's fine if you want to go out there and do that one time, but definitely also put in the work for police reform. Are you, okay. May I speak? Like, are you done? Don't want to interrupt you. I'm Lex, done. Are you done? Yeah. Um, so we could go into a discussion about diversity of tactics. We can go into a discussion about what it means to be an organizer and what a movement is and um, what the demands of our movement is. But I think that before we begin to address any of that, we have to talk about harm. Because I think like, what I wanna get out of this conversation is this. Um, the tactics that you adapt are not the tactics that I adapt. And this, this won't be a, a debate, right? It, what I saw yesterday was youth standing up for themselves and saying no more, and uh, multiple people policing them, and multiple people, by policing them, putting them at a greater risk. And so that, to me, is a more important conversation because we are organizers. Um, I want to know like, that we are safe with each other. And so to be straightforward with you, <coughs> Knowing that um, there's an article out there that says that you stated that you will testify against anybody that you see um, or anybody that you consider enacting violence or I'm not sure if it was property damage. I don't know what exactly what you said and I know that sometimes the media will misquote people, but knowing that you will testify against people and then knowing that while people are standing up, taking a stance against police brutality, you come in and yell at them and confront them about their tactics while not very far away from them, there's guns being pointed at them. And while you're yelling at them, confronting them and questioning their tactics and questioning their motives, cops approach and shoot and so that to me is like a more important conversation right now um than a discussion about tactics or a discussion about what the movement is and what our demands are and yeah. i would like i would like to know um what is your stance with cops it's been discussed a lot i don't know you personally but I, I have read articles and I have seen some of your work. And um, at this point, I consider, I don't talk to cops. And anybody that talks to cops is a threat to me. So um, I'd like to know, and I, I'm sure a lot of people want to know, what is your stance with the police? And um, 
what is your stance? Again, there was harm committed and we were there. We were trying to de-escalate a situation. We weren't policing the youth that was standing up uh, against police brutality. We were forming a line so that there was something between them and the police with guns, right? So what I want to know is like, do you, do you feel like you caused harm? And is there a way for you to address it? And what is okay. your experience with the police as far as the police? Okay, so let me start with, let me start with, I will never testify against a black or brown person. I'm the founder of Black Lives Matter Utah. I get threats from the KKK. I get threats from the police. The police want to kill me. Um, I would never do something like that. And as I stated before, um, I, I am sick of watching white protesters destroy things. They are not oppressed. They should never burn anything. They should never pick up a rock. They're detracting from the message and they're putting black lives in danger. Hear me, I will address everything you ask me. I will address everything that you ask me. Um, when I made the statement of, hey, if you come into my chapter and you break something and you destroy something in a peaceful protest, I will remove you from the chapter and I will testify against you is the worst thing I've ever said in my life. Now that was addressed to white people, but I still shouldn't have said that towards even white protesters. That was probably the worst thing I've ever said in my life. It was stupid. It came out of exhaustion and emotional instability. Um, you know, that's just not something I would do or have done. Um, in regards to working with police, due to our work with police, the police removed 70 lethal weapons from the streets and replace them with less than lethal weapons. The police have implemented three types of de-escalation training. The police have implemented diversity training. They have increased, I worked with their recruiters to increase the diversity of the police department by 30%. And we're pushing for data collection. So when I tell you right now that the police have removed 70 lethal weapons because of my work, that is helping save black lives. That's one thing. Working with the police is not for everyone. They have brutalized black and brown communities for a very long time. And if you don't want to talk to them or sit at the table with them, I'm happy to go and, and to their face and tell them. And I told the chief of police this morning that I will never testify against anyone. That recording of that um, interview will be on KSL on Sunday night. Um, and when it comes to doing harm, when it comes to doing harm, because I went to a protest and said, don't incite violence. Um, I just believe that it's really naive to think that unarmed black men throwing rocks at police and, and the police have automatic weapons, tear gas, rubber bullets, flashbangs, um, MRAPs, and them going unarmed against them is a brilliant idea to protect them. Okay, and telling them, hey, you are not prepared for this. You are not prepared. You are outgunned and, and they want to brutalize you. You know they want to brutalize you. You're coming at them with rocks. They're coming at you with rockets. Hey, um, with, uh, real quick, I just want to say one thing. I didn't witness any rocks being thrown. Um, I did. Um, I did. Yeah. Um, no, I did, Marvin. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I just, that was just me personally. So. Yeah. No, um, Lex, I, I also want to say something real quick before you continue on that thought. 
what I witnessed was not you advising them. It was you yelling at them, you are ruining my work. When you get violent, you ruin my work. And a lot of people checked you, a lot of people, and none of us did, but, well, I didn't. I, I was more worried about de-escalating the situation. Um, but when you are approaching youth and you are taking ownership of a movement, when you are taking ownership of like the autonomy that each individual has, and you're telling them to stop being violent when across the street from us were, I don't even know how many cops and how many people from, um, what, what was there with them? With, with weapons, but you're yelling at some youth that are like, that they've had it. Can you hear me? I'm sorry, let me turn my phone off. Bear with yeah. me. Someone just won't stop calling me, sorry. No, that's fine. When, when you are approaching youth in that manner, that was not you advising them. That was you straight up policing them and um, minimizing, not only minimizing their efforts, not only like demoralizing the crowd, not only like um, taking ownership, ownership of a movement that is not any of ours, um, you were putting us all at a, great, at a greater risk. Okay. Case in point, we got shot at. Shot at. And when they approached us, there was like, we were so distracted from what was going on in front of us because of what you were doing. And, and like, I, I don't, I don't perceive it as you giving them advice. Okay. And can I, um, are you a black woman? I am not a black woman. Okay. Are you Latinx? I, I'm Mexican. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, okay, I'm just trying to clarify before I go into statements like our movement. Um, basically, as I stated before, I was emotionally destroyed. And I'm thinking to myself still, should I have gone out there? Now, people yelled in my face. They called me a bitch. They called me out my name. They tried. They did try to hurt me. He ran at me full blast. Um, and because of your live stream, you saw a group of black and brown people come out to support the peaceful protests. You saw that, correct? Or did you sure. leave before they came? There were people watching your live stream that said, thank you for your passion. Thank you for asking for a peaceful protest. When I would walk by people anyone- came to thank you? <laughs> yeah, yes. From our live, from our from live your, stream? From your live stream. They saw me on your live and they came to support me. And yeah, then our, our, our live stream address... didn't actually have audio. Our, our, our live stream didn't have audio because it was so choppy. Um, we actually refrained from um, um, publishing the, 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 the uploaded version that was, was in good condition um, prior to, to, to talking to, to you. So um, there, I did see some comments saying, Oh, um, you know, yeah, yeah, Lex is, you know, I think it, I, th they didn't hear what you were saying. They saw you there. So uh -huh. I think that was something to consider. You, you know okay, what I mean? Because well, um, um, that whole live stream was choppy. But, but right. ju that's just a side note. Just a, okay. I'm sorry yeah. about that. Well, basically, this group came because they said they saw me on a live stream. I, I assumed it was that's your live right. stream. But before uh -huh. that, Lex, before that, I, I want to know whether you 
feel like you caused harm or if you feel like it was justified. I don't want to get into um, diversity of tactics and I don't want to get into like the perception of people outside of that space. It was, it was maybe like 20 people there. What I want to know is, do you perceive that you caused harm with the words that you, um, well, the message that you were carrying with, um, do you feel like their anger was justified? Do you feel like what they were telling you, where they were telling you it's not your work, it's our work? They were telling you, okay, if you want reform, that's your battle. This is our battle and this is our fight. Do you, what do you think of that? Like the response that the youth was giving you? I, I think that outside that of the white people that came to think I think harm goes both ways. I think when people are reckless with protests, um, those protests can harm me as well. I believe that- Do you feel that like you caused harm? I feel like if I wasn't there, harm would have been caused. That's what I feel like. But I also want to say this to you. I also want to say this to you. I am a very flawed person. I make a lot of mistakes. You will never find a perfect civil rights leader in your entire life. You will never find a perfect civil rights organization. Okay. I make more I make more mistakes than regular people. So I, mistakes that were made yesterday didn't I'm trying to address them, but you keep interrupting me. Can you please not? Okay? All right. I feel like I was overly emotional when I went down there. I feel like I didn't go down there with my head. I went down there with my emotions and being overly tired. I feel like if I didn't go down, violence would have been incited last night. And um, because people, you, I mean, we saw them throwing rocks. We saw them with a baseball bat. They said, we're getting violent. They started running at police. And I believe that if we weren't there, then the situation would have been a lot more harmful. Should I go down there? Am I gonna go down there ever again? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna go down there ever again. Um, and I make a lot of mistakes. And I, as I said, I'm too tired to like evaluate the situation right now. Be I'm, really, I'm really iffy on should I have gone down there? Did I cause harm? Um, I don't know. I have caused harm to a lot of people in my life. I have made a lot of mistakes. I have fucked up more than any other civil rights leader you will ever meet in your life. I, I shoot from the hip. I have a big mouth. I have a big mouth and I say things that I shouldn't say and I make mistakes that I shouldn't make. And I don't know if last night was a mistake just for the simple fact that we did get the, the crowd to clear out, you know, and violence wasn't ensued. So I don't know. Actually, the, the crowd didn't clear out. The crowd kept going way after 11. And um, when you came into the scene, we'd been there for a while. And we'd actually, we, we were walking away. We weren't carrying weapons. We, weren't, we didn't have guns. Um, we weren't policing people. Um, and I feel like on the video that we have, it is clear that the moment you got there, 
the situation escalated to the point where we were all unsafe. What? I feel like the, the, the message that the youth had for you, you didn't want to hear it and you're still not hearing it because they were very clear with you. When you said you are ruining my work by being violent, there was no violence. People were upset as they should be. People were taking a stance as they felt like they needed to. They threw and rocks. What's that? They threw rocks. That, that was after you were there. That was after you got there. Okay, let me read you a text message because when I was there, so many of those people that I was talking to, we actually, I don't know if you saw, that we actually resolved this situation. It was very volatile and people that were yelling in my face, fuck you, bitch. In the end, we were hugging it out. That's who, what happened. Who was it? That's what happened in the end. And let me read you some text who messages from you? people that were there last night that said, thank you for coming. Lex, who was it that hugged, that hugged you? I don't know her name. These her? are strangers to me. The people yeah, that you were addressing a, were all black men. Yes, there were Young and black, black men. men came to defend me. Did you know that? Did you see the black man who came from the live feed and did exactly what I was doing for over an hour? I think you left. You must have left and not seen what happened at the end of this situation. Okay, I have it on film. I filmed it on Facebook that we resolved the situation and we got down to it. It started as a volatile situation and I wanna tell you, you're right. I possibly did escalate that situation. You know, I went down there full of emotion and I went down there not thinking with my head. I also don't like being tone policed by someone who isn't black about a black movement. I wanna let you know that right now. Right. Um, let, me, let me find the text message and I wanna read it to you. Too many people Oh, too many people have emailed me today, text messaged me. Oh. Okay, can I um, um, jump in here a little bit? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> I guess I'll start off by saying, um, um, let, let's start off by, by, by talking about Saturday. Saturday was a caravan organized by um, UAPB to go from 11 a.m. 12 p.m. Um, plenty of people showed up for the caravan. We saw what <clears throat> what happened from there. Um, um, and we all understand that thousands of people um, that had no direct association with Utah showed up, and, and a lot of those people were involved in a variety of tactics. Um, when um, <clears throat> when UAPB was asked as an organization um, to to well, I don't know if they were necessarily asked. I think they, they went ahead and issued a statement, which was expected anyways. Um, um, one thing they did was um, basically not, they, they did not take responsibility for, for, for a lot of the stuff that happened that day, which, which I don't think they were responsible for to begin with, but they also did not ridicule or condemn any, any actions within their statement. Um, what they explained what, what was that um, this was a cause and effect situation. This was a result of frustration, um, of anger, of sadness, of all of that. 
So at, um, as an organization and, and as leaders in, 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 in organizations and, move, and, um, and things like that, um, um, I, I think that was a, a, a great approach. You know what I mean? Re regardless of, of where they may have each individually personally stood on it, because for, for all we know, individuals w w within that organization did have, you, you know, maybe feelings of condemnation for some of the actions that happened that night. But as an organization, that was what the statement was. Um, your, your press conference, your statement um, was in representation of um, Utah Black Lives Matter. Um, um, and, and, and from there, <clears throat> from there, um, I, I mean, I don't know if, if that's the consensus of the people within your organization or if, um, your statement was stemming from your individual, um, um, you know, perception of situations or not. So, so, so that's just one comment. Um, um, from there, <clears throat> um, I guess I'll jump into, um, yeah, yeah, the comment of, um, I'll testify against folks or whatever you know i i yep i heard your apology you know um yeah i agree it's a terrible thing to say i think um something to, deeper to, to look into with that is um the scenario of um not only did you say that you'll remove people from black lives matter chapter yeah. you said that you will um, testify against people within your own chapter we've heard of stories like that happening in the past in movements you know what I mean? So, 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 so that, you know, basically exacerbates, you know, you know, that, that comment, you know, considering that, 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 you know, that situation. I didn't testify against people in my chapter. Um, the, 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 but, but, but what it was, it was all within one sentence. It was, um, I will remove people from the chapter and testify in, um, against them if I have to, or something to that extent. So um, um, it didn't specifically say um, I'll testify against people within my chapter, but you, it was led by I will remove people from the chapter and testify against them. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so that's how that puts that together. And, and then from there, <clears throat> so what I'll say is, um, um, I'll, I'll throw this in right now too, is, is what I will say, Lex, is, is we do have, have, have a little bit of history together and I've um, appreciated your, your support since um, my, my brother was murdered by SLPD. One thing I've talked often about was um, how, how, how you stood your ground and you opened up space for me to share and ask questions at the CAG meet, the one CAG meeting that I did attend when, when many of folks were, were, were against it. You, you know what I mean? So I, um, 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 at times I have heard, you know, people make comments, maybe, you know, of, of whatever about Lex, but, but one thing I've never hesitated to say is, is talk about that moment. And because of that, I've, I've, since that day, I've always given you the benefit of the doubt. Um, Although since since that day, I, I personally ha have noticed times where, where where I've had you know concerns maybe at um, at your approach, but have chalked them up to um to you know hey that's you know it is what it is you know I've, I've kind of just let it go by you know so <clears throat> but 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 what I saw was um I saw the quote come out um um whatever it was Saturday morning or whatever it was I saw that and I was very disheartened disappointed saddened all of that Lex um um. And then that was followed by <clears throat> that was followed by um, running into you on on Monday down there downtown, yes. and and seeing all of that. So um, from so so seeing all of that, you know, we had a little bit of interaction there within that that, that situation too, you know. And um, 
but 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 what I but but what I will say that I did also see was up until the point you came. <clears throat> um, well, and I'll start off by saying, you know, um, um, although it, it wasn't a Black Lives Matter event, all that sort of stuff, you know, we all talk about solidarity, unity, support, all, all that sort of stuff. But um, your arrival didn't come until trying to um, implement your involvement in this particular situation. You know what I mean? Many of people, even UAPB, was still tied up and overwhelmed with jail support and all that sort of stuff from their event the week prior. But PSL reached out to them for support and they sent representation. They sent support. They were there in solidarity and unity. It was not their event. You know, so that's like, like, like that's once again, you, you know, not 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 condemning, you know, like too much of you. But 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 I just look at it as a good example of leadership and, and unity and solidarity. <clears throat> so with that being said, um, um, you arrived on the scene and up until that point, everything was fairly calm. Um, um, everything was, was whatever. There was, you know, some back and forth verbal stuff going on, things like that. But <clears throat> what I um, 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 noticed was once you got there, within a matter of, of I'd say, uh, under a minute, we saw the police line begin to move forward and circle um, basically the interaction that was going on between you and, and the young gentleman of color. Um, and then um, from there, very quickly it escalated to shots being fired towards um, um I, i'm still not clear exactly what they were firing at because the closest crowd at that point was about 25 feet from them but um but but they did fire they pushed to line and throughout that whole interaction up until that point and for the time afterwards um what i did see was <clears throat> conference your, like like your energy was geared towards us in the crowd that was interacting with the police. None of it was geared towards the police. Um, 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 what I did hear was um, 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 you saying that that they were that this this and violence that they were doing was detrimental to your work. They were hurting your work. They were fucking up your work. I heard that multiple times come out of your mouth when they rebutted um, the, the 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 men of color, the black men, and said, "This is our work. This is our work." And but um, I. At no point did I ever think that was heard or received from you because I continually heard this is my work. And then at that point, <clears throat> um, um, you know, it, it, like that stuff, like, like continue to go on. So what I'm getting at, though, is um, so um, and, and then we and then we had a short inner, you know, little back and forth there. Just kind of you and I, I wasn't trying to, you know, I was trying to deescalate the situation. But 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 what I saw was um, was, you know, the definitely some a lot of emotion from everybody including yourself myself everybody that was there um, 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 but I saw no interaction no no de-escalation aimed towards the police not really any de-escalation aimed towards the youth not really de-escalation aimed towards any other protesters but more of frustration of, of, of something that you built that may be damaged by by their actions like that's what I was seeing that that's what I was heard communicated um, so, 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 you know, um, um, people could take that whatever the way they want. Like, like I said, we, we do have a, a, you know, more of a close-up video than I think what's been passed around or whatever, or people have seen, but, um, <clears throat> but what I will say, so then after that, I actually, um, something came across my page from, uh, a video that you had there in, in Minneapolis from, from your trip, from protests there. And, and, um, I, I believe that was on Saturday. Um, it was posted on Saturday, which was two days prior to the interaction on downtown. And what I saw there, <clears throat> Lex, I got to be honest, I, I saw a whole different person 
what I saw on that, that, that live stream was a person that was doing real similar things that youth were doing that you were saying was fucking up your work. What I saw was you willing to do things in another community that you weren't willing to do in your own community here in, in a community that, that, that you have responsible responsibility to because you live here because you are a woman of color, because you are a black woman, but then also because you, you um, as you said, as people recognize you as, you are the leader and founder of Black Lives Matter Utah. So with that being said, um, <clears throat> I'll just once again say, I saw you in another community um, where, 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 where we're responsible for all human beings, but we do have some more responsibility to certain human beings. And, and, and some of those responsibilities are in our own community, sometimes more than others. Especially when, when you coin yourself, and which, which many do, and I'm not refuting, that you are the leader and founder of Black Lives Matter Utah. So, I was, so when I saw that, I saw two different people. I saw two different people that were on, on complete opposite spectrums of activism. One was in a community that was not theirs. Another one was in a community that was theirs where they had relationships. Can I address um, where they have, have relationships with, um, with, with police officers, where they have relationships with chief of police, Mike Brown, um, that you've been very open about. Um, <clears throat> so um, when, when I see that stuff, you know, it throws me for a loop, Lex. You, you know, I'm, I, like, I, I'm not mad at you. I, <clears throat> like, I'm not mad at you. There, there, there's no anger involved in this stuff, but you also know me too, you know what I mean? I, I say what's on my chest and, and same as you. You, you know what I mean? So those are just just, just some of the the um, some of the things from my perspective that I I I witnessed. Okay. And, um, can I address everything you just said, please? What can you address them, please? Again, can I can I, can I, can I address them? Yeah, I, please, please. Okay, good, good, good. Well, first of all, <laughs> I mean you're just right about so much. That was just passionate. That was that was powerful. What you said. Um. In addressing, um, in addressing, let, I want to start with Ferguson and Minneapolis. Okay, when I went to protest in Ferguson, um, I feel like people across this country really didn't see what happened there, and that it was peaceful protests for eight hours, for nine hours, for ten hours, and it was black unity, and it was us basically um, just eating pizza, dancing, singing. I've posted the Ferguson videos over and over again. They never get any love because people only want to see tear gas and violence in Ferguson. But that's not what it was about. Also in Minneapolis, when I was there, it is definitely not my place in Minneapolis or Ferguson to ever tone police anyone, to ever tell them how to run their protest, to ever do anything. That is not my, my place. Just like I, as a black woman, can't tell latinx people how to run their movement they um, 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 um just before you go on I'll, I'll keep it quick um um I'm, I'm not even saying necessarily tone policing i'm saying also engaging in the same activities so yes. the act that the youth here were ridiculed for the activities that the youth here were condemned for you know and 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 the the, the live stream i saw in minneapolis you know, it was all, all lighthearted. You were laughing about it. You were talking about, oh, check out this tear gas and all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? But, but, but I suspect that that would never be, you know, I, I didn't see any of that there when they did fire, when they I'm, did I'm fire. I'm trying to, I'm trying to address okay. it. I'm trying to address okay. it. So in okay. Minneapolis, 
there were 2,000 of us were sitting on the ground. And every time someone would walk by, they'd say, sit down, sit down. And then I finally said to someone, why do they want us to sit down? And they said, today we're doing a peaceful protest. Today we're just sitting here and we're talking and we're having speakers. And in Ferguson, they said, you have 15 seconds to move, uh, to disperse, or we're going to shoot tear gas. And, and then they would shoot tear gas. And a federal judge ruled that unconstitutional. So in Minneapolis, the police knew they couldn't give anyone 15 seconds. They just came up with the flashbangs and the, and the tear gas and everything. And the difference between Utah and Minneapolis is this. There were peaceful protesters sitting on the ground doing nothing and they were shot by tear gas and then there were people literally in salt lake city who knew it was after curfew the organizers had asked them several times to leave the protest and they were standing around i would like to ask both of you why do you think they were standing around do you think that any good was going to come of that and tonight do you when violence breaks out if violence breaks out or destruction of property. Do you approve of that? Do you celebrate that? Is that is that your MO in protesting? You feel like a successful protest and a successful hey, movement? Go ahead and answer questions. Um, so your first question was, um, um, what do we think they were doing um, knowing it was after the eight o'clock curfew, right? Yes, my, <clears throat> my computer's gonna die, one second. Okay, I'll wait for you to get everything. Um, so, 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 so basically I'll answer you, I'll, I'll address the first question. Um, the first question is, as we all know, you, you know, there's different levels of direct action. We all know a curfew was just recently enforced because they wanted to suppress protest, you know, not necessarily violence because who's to say the, 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 the violence that I've seen happen after dark typically comes from police. They wait till nightfall comes before they raid camp. They wait till nightfall comes before they harass and, and um, steal unsheltered people's shit. They wait till nightfall comes before they bring out the tear gas, the water cannons, all that shit. So, 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 so that's the violence that happens after night. But keep in mind, there's different levels of direct action. Uh, and, and what direct actions is, um, is rooted in is delegitimizing laws that are unjust. And this curfew in order to suppress um, civil rights, people's freedom of speech, and, and um, um, under the pretense of violence happens after dark is, is, is bullshit. So, so regardless if they're there knowing it's after curfew, who, who's to say what their reason it, um, is for it? Direct action is direct action. Because there's a law in place, because there's curfew in place means shit. You know what I mean? Direct action is founded on delegitimizing de de unjust laws. So on a small scale, for, all, for you know, call it direct action, call it whatever you want. That's what that is. And, and, and then in regards to, um, you're talking about violence, you, you're talking about cities burn and this and that. Yeah. One, one thing I will quote you from your live stream that stood out to me was um, <clears throat> these guys fired on the crowd or fired tear gas in the crowd or canisters or something like that. Yeah. Your response to that was, oh, you're firing on us. Um, that's the reason cities burn. That's the reason cities burn. And um, um, so you showed up there, um, and about 60 seconds after you showed up, it escalated to them firing on the crowd. And that aggression after them firing on the crowd, when in Minneapolis, it was very clear your, your, your perception on where you stood on things, but then there you had no comment, 
no nothing the on that firing on the tear ground. gas in Salt Lake. The police it was, but but no, yeah. it's it, tear gas, it rubber bullets, water there. cannons, all of that shit. It's violence. That's the violence. Yes, violence. And, that's and the, the police, violence. I think so, so, I think so, you have a good wait, point. Wait, let me finish real quick. You know, when they talk about violence, you talk about, um, you, you know, I talked about this yesterday. I spoke at the event yesterday. So I talked about when people talk about violence, being scared of the violence, all the violence that goes on down there. Um, um, you know, people like us, we deem violence to another living being. Um, a lot of people here in Salt Lake deem violence as destruction of property. You cannot be violent to an inanimate object. And that's where a lot of these people's concern condemnation all that comes from so when they see a black lives matter founder leader coming down there and talking about violence talking about um um this that and the other it gets um, regardless of, of of what they deem as your perspective of violence they lump it in with what they see as violence destruction of property you know what i mean so then that's how these people get condemned and then these police standing behind you know who you are they see you um um, um tone policing your own people. You know what I mean? They love that shit, Lex. Lex, I got love for you, man. I've had love for you. Like I start, started off beginning, but this is very disappointing. I was very saddened to, to see this and, and all I that. But all the continue. You won't let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Let I'm me talk to you. Going. First of all, I dedicate my whole life to fighting police brutality. And, and what no one has mentioned, what I was saying is, guys, I wrote a police reform bill. I wrote a police reform bill. I'm trying to pass that. I'm trying to get civilian oversight of the police departments in this nation. I am trying to get changes of use of force policies. That is my main MO here. And, and I'm like, guys, when, when the headline, and I just have to stand by this, when the headline says the cities are burning, um, the headline detracts from police brutality. And that's fine. There are different ways of protesting and we can agree to disagree. And you know what? I'm sorry about, you know, the statement I made a few weeks ago, but, or a few days ago, but this is the thing I told you guys repeatedly on this live stream right now that I went out of there out of emotion and rage and I wasn't thinking and I didn't go there with my head. I went there with my heart. And I went there after I had to take responsibility for someone else's protest. No, it is not the job of black people to clean up white messes. It is not our job. I am not going to, I'm not done talking. It is not my job to take responsibility for protests that I didn't organize. And when people organize protests that get out of control, they need to own that. They need to make statements when other black organizations are being blamed for the actions that they didn't commit. If we were an organization that went out and protested and, and went, you know, balls to the wall with it, you know, um, that's fine, but that's not us. When our name is on, on the headline, then people that, that did the damage and did the damage to our name need to take responsibility for that. My only reason, you know, I went out there for a few reasons, but I didn't want to have to take calls for eight hours, 14 hours again for a protest. I'm using the black lives matter hashtag that got violent and, and destroys the work. And it's not just my work. There are other people in the chapter who work their ass off for police reform. People in our chapter want peace. There are other, activist civil uh, organizations 
that don't use the same tactics as us. That's fine. Um, what's his name? What's his name? Stokely Carmichael. Stokely Carmichael and the Black Panthers didn't have the same tactics, but we respect them both in history. That's fine. I don't use the same tactics as her. And I, and Marvin, I have nothing but respect for you. You know, if I did harm to you, Mar Marvin, last night, I apologize. I'm sorry. You know, I went there in a rage. I went there, you know, out of emotion. I went there overly exhausted. Um, and, and if I harmed those, those boys that were out there and escalated the situation, I apologize. You know, the whole point was to de-escalate the situation. And then I just was, you know, getting yelled at and yelling at people and, it wasn't a focused attempt. It wasn't an intelligent thing to do. You know, I just shoot from the hip and do, do things sometimes like that, that I shouldn't do like that. Um, but that's fine. I'm, you know, I'm going to learn from this situation. I definitely learned from this situation that, um, you know, first of all, I'm tired as fuck. I can barely keep my eyes open in this interview right now. Um, and I don't want to hurt Marvin. I don't want to hurt Marvin. You know, the rest of the people, and I'll be honest, if people haven't put in work for police reform and they want to go to one protest and fuck shit up, uh, I'm not impressed. That's not revolutionary. Okay. I don't give a fuck. Okay. I will say this. Marvin has put in work. So I respect his opinion. If there's other activists who are out there working as hard as Marvin and I, and they come to me and say, Lex, you fucked up. What the fuck are you doing? You know, I'm going to listen and I'm going to say, Marvin, if I hurt you, I'm sorry. If I escalated the situation, I'm sorry. I will try not to do that again in the future. But other activists who haven't fucking been here and, and, and my work is important. My work is for us. It's for we, it's for them, it's for us. And, and people are like, don't take ownership of it. This, this is all about all of us. And you know what? This movement is about all black lives and stopping police brutality. And, and it is about me fighting for their lives and them fighting for my life. That's what it's about. But the headline has my motherfucking name. And I'm the one who sent 14 motherfucking hours on the phone defending actions of white people who decided that they felt like they were oppressed and wanted to burn a police car. So fuck who burned that police car and I had to get blamed for that shit. If you're going to burn shit, own it. Write your motherfucking name on it. Man up. Write your motherfucking name on the car you want to burn because Black Lives Matter shouldn't get blamed or have to clean up messes for white people. Ever. Um, um, what I will say in response to that is um, Utah against police brutality got some blame for that as well. But they had a complete different response than you had. Is what, I, what is? What did you want me to do? Take ownership of the protest? No, not, no, not, no, no, not, not necessarily take ownership, but do not, do not negate or, 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 or take away from the people on the ground that were there. The you, you know, the ground, because, because, sorry, Marvin, the people on the ground that day that you um, came up with the bullhorn and um, yelled at, told, telling everybody to go home and to stop being violent when there was no violence on our part, just like calling a stance violent when there's no weapons, calling self-defense violence 
is like, okay, don't interrupt me, please. Calling self-defense violence in itself is like, you're already, you're doing the police work. And, And I'm sorry, I'm not done. I'll let you know when I'm done. You're doing the police's work by going over there, telling people to go home, because your work is getting ruined, telling them that um, you're saying right now, white people, white people. On a post that I saw that I um, that I invited you to this conversation on, you aren't only claiming that you're representing um, black people, but also brown people, right? And on that on that message, on that comment that you posted, you said something around the lines of your work is gonna help stop the killings um, against black and brown people, something around those lines. And I see that constantly from you. It's black and brown people, black and brown, black and brown. I am brown. And you may not know my work and you may not know how long I've been organizing, which is fine. I'm not here for for, um, clout, I'm not here for anything. What I I do wanna say though, and I wanna clarify, the people that you addressed last night were a group of black youth. The people that you were yelling at was a group of black youth. And it's it's on video, it's on video. Um, The people that I was personally getting in um, a solidarity line between cops at one point between you and them was a a group of black youth. And so I think it's important to note that when you, your anger um, and your reservations um, towards white people or non-black <coughs> people that you may not recognize is, I like I have no problem with that. Um, at the same time, that's mis- misconstruing what happened last night. What happened last night was you yelling at um, can I, and also, I, I when we, when, also, when we, also, I'm not done, I'm sorry, let me just finish. I'm saying, like that, saying that people are violent, um, I feel like it's important to, there's priorities and there's times to do certain things. And this is a message from the youth they had for you. I'm not sure who it was that said it. It was like, this isn't the time. Um, when, they, when they pointed out. I can't hear you. I, I stopped talking. You. I thought you said, hold on. Oh, okay. Um, can I, can you guys let, um, I know it's live, but I need a second because this room, our air conditioning broke and I'm like heating up over here. Can I have, can I have like five minutes? Is that okay? Like a five minute break? Yeah, I know we can re- pause the recording because it's not live. We're just recording and then we're going to post it. Okay. All right. So, thank um, you. Yeah, we, yeah Mauda, can you pause the recording on that side? Stop recording. I was pressing the wrong okay. button. Okay. There you go. All, All right. Um, the first thing I, I want to do is read this text message I received first thing this morning. Lex, I wanted to know, I wanted you, I wanted to let you know that I was on the other side of the line yesterday. I saw you, I saw you trying to calm down the crowd and remove the agitators and protect your message. I saw white men trying to silence you and a woman of color, as a woman of color, 
and I wondered if they understood the point of what was going on. I saw how frustrated that you wanted meaningful change and a result, but scared that these clashes are going to create more division. I feel the same way, Lex. I saw you and I appreciate you. Um, I want to address that in every media interview I've done, and I've done too many to count, I have said that the following statements in every media interview. We mourn broken bodies. We don't mourn broken buildings. The riot is the language of the unheard. And John F. Kennedy said, if, if people make peaceful revolution impossible, violent revolution is inevitable and black rage is warranted. Um, the anger that we're seeing from injustice is warranted. Um, and I said, when we kneeled, you didn't like our protests. How do you like the protests now? Um, I think that a lot of the press conference is being left out of this conversation and the, the work that I've done towards police reform. Um, because I have been dedicated nonstop to pushing for police reform, nonstop, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, to stopping the police from brutalizing people. I am not on the side of the police. They shouldn't be in riot gear. There shouldn't be a curfew. The National Guard should not have been called in. Um, what I'm saying is that it detracts from the message. It definitely detracts from the message. No one is acknowledging anything I'm saying here. I do feel that. I feel like um, Mara and, and Marvin, you're not acknowledging when I tell you that, that I shouldn't have gone there without any sleep, emotional and in a rage. And when I tell you that um, I'm being blamed for a protest I didn't throw, and when I tell you that my intention was good, but the reaction was bad, you know, I don't know what, I would love to know what you plan to accomplish with this meeting. Do you have a goal of this meeting? What you want to accomplish? Well, um, what I wanted to accomplish was was really me personally to get um, your your you know for for me personally to, to know what what happened that day, what went on, you know, to have a lot of these questions that I brought up answered and stuff. And um, in, in talking to other people, I I know they had a lot of questions too. So yeah. we wanted to, to to give you an opportunity. And like I said, um, um I'll be honest, um, um. We were going to post a video last night after the situation. We talked about it. I had expressed to Mauda the same situation that I expressed to everybody else that um, um, the, the situation of where, where you stood your ground for me. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, let's hold off on this. Reach out to her. See what's up. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's how we ended up here. So, so, so um, in, in regards to, to what we hope to accomplish, I, I think just off from some of my conversations with other folks that I've, like I said, expressed where I stood with you at and, and our history and stuff, you know, that they have a lot of these same questions. They've expressed a lot of these same questions. And leading into that, are, are, are so, so rolling off from that, um, um, a couple of, of, of those, well, one of those questions from a couple of folks were, were, were in regards to, um, okay, so it sounds like Lex is very apologetic. It sounds like she, she, she's admitting um, 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 a lot, you know, that, that, that she's done wrong, um, within her approach. She's, um, 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 admitting to flaws she has within herself, um, on the video, um, you expressed, you know, a couple of things, you know, was in the heat of the moment. I'm sure, you know, talk about, yeah, I'm crazy. You know what I mean? And I say shit, you know, I don't know what I'm saying sometimes, stuff like that, 
you know, which, which, which we all get like that too. You know what I mean? So, so considering that, um, 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 what you've been open to, um, expressing and, 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 um, your regret in, in, in some of your actions, at least it sounds like, um, 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 what was brought up was, well, um, if she has regret, if she's looking at resolving this situation, if she's looking at any type of reconciliation with the community that she may have done harm to, would um, um, and she's she's empathetic about that and, and sincere about that, would she be willing to step down as the leader of Black Lives Matter, still stay with, still still stay part um, a part of Black Lives Matter, the chapter? No, you will not. I will never step down. I help oh, more well black. That, people. That, well, that's the end of that question. I guess that's yeah. all. That you, yeah, that I help more black people than whoever asked that question. So, um, well, it wasn't just one person. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, all of I'll, them combined. So, Basically, and, what and, I what I do. Well, one more thing I'll comment on before, just because I haven't talked too much, Lex. I'm not trying to cut you off, but um, but I've given you both space to talk, and I do have a few things to say. So one thing I will say is it. it is I'm sure how 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 knowledgeable you you are about police brutality and 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 all that sort of stuff. Um, many people aren't aware that Native Americans per capita are killed at a higher rate than Black people. Um, and what a lot of people aren't aware about also is that um, be, be, back when law enforcement was created to catch ex-slaves and runaway slaves and things like that, the um the 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 one the one group that consistently supported those runaway slaves took them into their communities and stuff were native Americans to this day. We still have native American communities that have heavy, um, um, blood quantum of, 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 um, black, you know, black, the black race, you know what I mean? So because of that, you know, they were welcomed in the community, they married into the communities, things like that. So, so when I hear things expressed, you, you know, about, you know, nobody's struggle is, is the black struggle. Yeah, that's very true but also consider that there are very similar struggles. And um, um, so, so, so that's where we get into the, the conversation of solidarity, unity, not, you know, minimizing those conversations of division, which is what I've heard on occasion, you know what I mean, from yourself and, and others and stuff, you know, and myself as well. You know, my, like, like I have my moments, I, I check myself as often as I can. You know what I mean? I deal with all the same flaws that everybody else does, you know, ego. Um, um, overbearingness, you know what I mean? Different things. And as a man, I, I deal with, with, with a lot more that even women, you know, um, a lot of times don't, you know, don't have the capability of possessing, you know, just toxic masculinity, things like that. You know what I mean? But, but with, with all that being said, um, um, can I address it? Can I address yeah, it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Um, our native, our native brothers and sisters need our help. There's too many missing and murdered indigenous women. Black Lives Matter supports indigenous people, Latinx people, Pacific Islanders, the LGBTQ community, the Latinx community, the disabled community. It is my job to fight with and alongside all of them um, because if you're not fighting for every marginalized group, then your civil rights is trash. Like you have to fight for every marginalized group. And that's why, you know, when they had the prayer run, Black Lives Matter gave um, the native people walkie talkies. We have like, we have like 50 walkie talkies. Um, and, um, and then what else do we do? 
they couldn't get in touch with the police to kind of make sure that they could run down State Street to the Capitol. And so we got them in, in contact with the police there. And then there was like a little prayer vigil afterwards that we went and attended and supported that. Um, and I was like, you know, whatever you need for your prayer run, we're right here with you. I've protested ICE three times for the Latinx community. It's not my job to speak for them. It's not their job to speak for me. We have two different battles, right? Um, anything I can do for a marginalized group, I'm definitely gonna do. I wanna address that. And um, basically, you know, when I'm talking, when I'm talking shit, like I was last night, I walked up to the white protesters and I said, I don't wanna see one of you throw a rock, set a fire, break anything because you're not oppressed um, because they aren't oppressed um, but when it comes to stepping down um, and with all due respect Marvin I don't even know what ethnicity you are um, but I um, do I'm, I'm just to let you know real quick I'm half Native American half Mexican okay love it Native American. Um, I, I definitely don't think it's the place of anyone but black people to ask me to step down and with my work with Black Lives Matter our chapter fed 300 meals to the homeless on Thanksgiving. We hold a summer camp every year for black children. We rented out a theater for black children to watch Black Panther, um, Harriet, uh, Spider-Verse. Um, I forgot the other one. Um, we held a drive-in for black children during coronavirus when they couldn't go to the movies. We help domestic violence victims. Every time I get a call at 2 a.m. in the morning that a domestic violence victim needs a place to stay, we find them a place to stay. I drove to someone's house at 2 a.m. in the morning a few months ago to help a domestic violence victim <coughs> and I was fully armed with a semi-automatic weapon. Um, our chapter has registered inmates to vote in three jails in this state. Our chapter, um, our chapter works closely with the ACLU. We now have three chapters of Black Lives Matter in this state. Um, I go to jails and prisons and visit inmates frequently. We're currently helping hey, uh, 17-year-olds. Hey, um, I'm, we I'm just almost got no, no, but they're gonna, and the, the Zoom time's almost up, it's saying, so I wanna just give you a hey, heads up. Oh no, okay, well, I'm just saying that our, our chapter helps a lot of people and just like how dare whoever said, ask Lex to step down because I make mistakes. Like, no, we help more people than we hurt. And if you think that we need to step down, then you don't understand the chapter, you don't understand the movement, you don't understand the work that we're putting in for the community. I made mistakes last night. I won't make those again. I've made a lot of mistakes this week. This week has been the most stressful for me in a really long time. I want to apologize to you, Marvin, if I caused you pain. I want to apologize to the protesters there if I caused harm to them. Last night, it came from a place of rage. It came from a place of exhaustion. It came from a place of stupidity. And it came from a place of selfishness. It was me trying to protect the work that I'm working towards without respecting whatever your protest is. Instead of me coming to try to understand what you were doing, you know, I was so enraged and I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I did that. I'm not going to come down. You guys protest how you want to protest. And I guess we'll deal with whatever backlash comes over here. And we're going to well, keep, working. we're going to get that police reform bill. We will. Well, we will what I'll say to, well, what I'll say to, uh, real quick too in regards to some of that is 
Um, so in, in regards to the police reform bill, you're, you're as aware as many others that there was HB 415 that was passed in last 2019's legislative session and made it through both houses and um, signed off by Governor Herbert, which um, basically banned, um, Utah Against Police Brutality was working on um, police oversight and real similar legislation for years as well called SLC PAC. Can I, and, can I address that? I know exactly what you're getting into. Yeah, let me, no, 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 let me finish though. I, like, I, I, I try not to interrupt you. Yeah, we're running out of time and I haven't spoken very much. But um, so, so, so knowing that, you know, that um, um, when you say my work, um, um, are you saying that, you know, others work like that doesn't amplify each other's work when there's multiple groups out there doing, doing police, um, police, work there's multiple groups out there showing there's multiple individuals showing up to these protests that amplify messages peaceful not peaceful whatever you know um, but you know um, these messages are amplified and 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 we all know that so so I'm saying that you know so if police brutality is doing work and drawing attention because when HB 415 was created and presented and presented they reference Salt Lake City uh, or SLC pact specifically as the reason for creating this legislation. So if they're the ones that they're referencing for creating this legislation, they're the ones that got the attention. So um, um, I, I've never We're heard that. You're in Salt Lake Credit for it. I, yeah, I, know I am yeah, in Salt Lake Yeah, I know you are. Yeah, I, I, yeah, there's many people in SLC PAC. I'm yeah. in SLC PAC. So when you say, <laughs> yeah, so when you say my work in, against police brutality to, to create legislation, it, you know, even if it is a bill that is your work, your I'm bill working. was amplified your bill was amplified by other people's messages too. Like, um, not to my own horn, horn, but would you say that I, at some point, amplified your message not throughout these past couple years, amplified your message against police brutality, maybe indirectly or directly without even referencing your bill directly? Would you say that, that, that that's possible? I think that unity and supporting other well, would you organizations say that that's is possible? perfect. Yeah, it's possible. I testified on the floor, the House floor for SLC PAC. And I want to clarify, my bill is not SLC PAC. People need to read my bill but and that but, these are two but, separate things. But, but it's a bill against police brutality. That's the headline, a bill against police brutality. When they start talking about police brutality, people think about, okay, who's the people talking about police brutality right now? Oh, it's yeah. this, it's that group, it's that individual, it's that yeah. individual. Then all of a sudden, um, you show up on the scene talking about my work, my work. When 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 many um, black men were checking you, saying this is our work, our work. Yes. And, and I and, just clarified that. I just said it's our work. The reform that we're getting. Okay. And the last thing, I'll, the last thing I'll, I'll speak on before we end this is, um, <clears throat> um, in regards to um, shit. I just lost it in my mind. I'm all over the place. But um, but yeah, no. So How basically, that's. <laughs> um, I don't know where this counter is at. I'm like I said, this is the first time doing it. I just got a word that said Zoom's time's almost up or whatever. But um, yeah, so 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 basically, that's kind of where, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Where am I out with you, Mar Marvin? Where am I out with you? Um, honestly, Lex, um, um, I reserved a lot of my um, I, like I told you, I, I expressed everything that I felt to 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 you initially. Um, this conversation, I still have to absorb to tell you the truth. Um. Um, I'm st I, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm still not hearing um, everything I had hoped to hear out of this. I, I'll be honest, I'm happy to hear. Um, 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 there is a lot of regret in a lot of the things, but I, 
I'll be honest, Lex, I need some time. I, I, I definitely need some time. But, um, but, but what I will say was, what, what was this call was um, initiated by myself and um, I'm offering, you know, um, I'm giving you an opportunity to give your side. Um, what, what, what we will do is um, um, after we, or when we post this video, we're gonna post the other video to give, um, so everybody can have kind of the full context of what happened out there rather than just one or the other. You know, we want to try to um, give a full context of what happened out there. And um, yeah, like I said, so I guess the last thing that, that I'll ask is, is you talked about, you, you know, your support for these other groups. You talked about your support for the indigenous folks that did the run. And then um, um, you talked about them not being able to contact law enforcement. And you were able to help them out and, and give them some help in contacting law enforcement, yeah. um, maybe based off from some, um, some of your relationships with them or some of the work you've done with them and stuff like that. So what I'll ask, knowing that, um, what that shows is a certain level of privilege to an extent that other folks may not have. And um, some of that privilege may be stemming from your relationships that you've been able to build with these officers and the police departments and stuff like that. So knowing that, and, and talking about the solidarity and unity, um, I'll ask you if it comes down to a situation where you have to choose between um, 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 your reputation and your relationships within law enforcement and the community, um, and namely the community fighting against police brutality and people of color, um, um, would you sacrifice any and all of those relationships to stand solely with your people and hold no middle ground? I of course i'm going to choose the people over police 110 percent of the time i love how people think i'm just making out with the police department um i <clears throat> the work that i've done and other activists have done and it's not just my work it's our work um on police reform is important and we've made a lot of advances um, I'm not over here making out with the chief of police. If people attended those meetings, they'd see us yelling at each other more than anything. They're very awkward. And I want to let you know that I got in a fight with the police about you coming. When the police tried to have you come and I said, You're, he's coming in. He's taking over the meeting. And I'm like, and you, there's nothing you can do about it because we are the people. And, the, and that's and, what I talk about. And that's and what I tell the police brutality victim the whole purpose of these meetings with police is to help police brutality victims the majority of the people who attend the meetings are police brutality victims and i know people want to paint me as an uncle tom who kisses the police's ass and i'm only here to support and protect the police fuck the police fuck 12. okay that's i've been screaming that for years if you think i'm here to protect the police you don't know what i'm doing man See, see, Lex, like that's what I continually tell people about and express that moment what, what, what sat with me all this time, okay? Where, where you stood your ground for me. We barely knew each other. We met once or twice prior to that. We talked quickly prior to that. So I expressed that. You, um, so, but, but, but where my confusion and conflict comes into play is I see that situation. I'm inspired. I'm thankful. And I'm grateful with situations like that from you. But, but then it's followed by situations where there was a live stream where um, I think you're remember where you were out handing out some stuff to some unsheltered folks early on this winter and cops came and there was confrontation and interaction and within that interaction I heard you say who sent you it wasn't Mike Brown Mike Brown's fantastic he's a good chief of police so I see I see and hear stuff like that and then I hear fuck the police and then I see live streams like in Minneapolis and stuff like that then 
then then I break it down. The officers that were on the scene were Salt Lake City PD. We know who their boss is, Mike Brown. So to believe that anybody else sent them, whether directly or indirectly, or anybody else is responsible for them being there, other than Mike Brown, is ignorance and naive. So, and I know you, which I know you're not. You know what I mean? So asking that question and following it up with with praise for the for the person we all know sent them or is responsible for them being there is is very confusing and hard for me to swallow lex along with like i said seeing I need to address that i need to address contract but like seeing the contrast of interactions you have to let me address that first of okay. all in our work we have found <laughs> repeatedly that so we meet with the head of salt lake pd we meet with mike brown the deputy chief of police we meet with everybody and in our work, we have found that they will give demands to the lowers and they, they, will, they will definitely not listen to some of those demands. And then Mike keeps saying, Lex, give me the names, give me the badge numbers. Um, and when I say- no, look Mike, at the body cams. Look at the, look body, at the cams. body cams. And when yeah. that thing happened with the inland port, we brought in the inland port protesters to give them a voice at the CAG meetings to speak with police. Every time there's an issue in the community with the police, we bring that person into the CAG to talk to the police, to, to address them directly, to yell at them, to say, hey, these are things that you did wrong. These are things that you need to work on. And when I say Mike Brown is a good chief of police, he is the only chief of police in this nation who is saying that police brutality is wrong and that my police officers need to be held to a higher standard. And that, and he said, Lex, if you catch a police officer doing something, give me his badge number. Give yes. me his number. Yes, Lex. We both know. We both know. Speech and action are two whole different things. You, you know, um, um, these officials, they continually tell us, oh, I don't know about it. I can't, you, you know, you are the supreme person. If you cannot take responsibility and do something about that, you are not, you, like he is not the, the fantastic police chief that you were talking about. If it is still happening, he is, that's like if the president is saying, I'm not responsible for, for all this sort of shit. He is responsible. You know what I mean? So it's those yeah, situations. Right. He is the, right. then from there right. it goes. goes but Steve, Steve, at you're the time, You're 100% correct. So, so, so by him deflecting and saying, well, you got to tell me, you know, the fact is, it's as simple as pulling up body cams because you know what? I guarantee they're reviewing body cams every night of hundreds of officers out there. Every night, right now, for the last few days, they're reviewing hundreds of hours because it's something they want to catch people on. If, if you're bringing complaints to them and they're not willing to put in the hours to look at three officers' body cams, then that's yeah. the issue. And, that's and why he's I was direct screaming last and, night about and, police reform. And, we and if to he's given and if the chief of police is given directives that are not being followed by his patrol officers, his sergeants, his watch commanders, he should not be a, a, a chief of police and he should not get praise from the leader of Black Lives Matter. Now, this is you're you're correct. You are 100 percent correct in everything you just said. You are 110 percent correct. That's why we can't just hold hands with police. We can't hug police and hope that we can have change. We can't just say, oh, you know what? Let's have a kumbaya moment where everyone kneels and we have change. That's not gonna create change. We have to have a police reform bill. They have to have civilian oversight. And when you're talking about civilian oversight, that bill is for municipalities. It doesn't cover statewide civilian oversight. 
He fucked that up when he wrote that. There's so many holes in that bill. It's like a cheese grater. That's yep. step one. My bill is a national bill that we're taking to Washington, D.C. We have over 150,000 signatures as of today. We can't just hold hands with police and say, oh, I love you. You're a good police chief. And then his officers are out here throwing people on the ground and doing shit and fucking shit up. That's why, you know what? I, I just, I gave up. I'm just like, you know what? We have to have police reform. It has to be a national law that police are not allowed to investigate their own crimes, find themselves innocent. We need a stronger use of force policy. We need stronger excessive well, force All of these well, things are in my well, bill that people well, are cleaning this? is SLC pack. People need well, to well, I'm not, well, well, check it out, though. well, check it out. I'm not here to dispute that. I'm here to dispute um, um, the fact of everybody's voice is amplifying everybody else's voice in this movement. That, that's the point I'm trying to get across. I'm not saying your bill's like theirs. I'm not saying theirs is like yours. But what I'm saying is that we do know what, what local lawmakers are doing here locally is they see the tactics that are being used. They're seeing these meetings getting taken over by protesters expressing their freedom of speech. So what did they do? They created SB 173 and, and threatened people with a year in jail for expressing their freedom of speech in these public meetings. So, so they're, 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 they're utilizing what they're learning from us to do this. So what did they do? They saw SLC PAC. They saw gaining momentum. So they created legislation to eliminate it on a city level. We all know state legislation is harder to pass the municipality legislation, especially when that legislation that it banned it is in Salt Lake City, Utah, the biggest city in the state of Utah and the capital of Utah. So if you're trying to work on legislation for that, I commend you. But what I'm saying is, um, is, is, is that, you know, we can't ridicule other people's tactics for one. For two, um, 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 expect and anticipate them to um, um, be ready for this legislation and go in there in special session go in there in closed door meetings and expedite this shit through the committees to get it on, onto it like they did with HB 415. They put it through the last two weeks of the legislative session in, in secret until we found out about it. So, so yeah, yeah, what you're doing is, is I, I commend you for it. But what I will say was it's not new. And we saw what happened the last time this happened. So they're, so they're, they're being preemptive and um, 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 they're creating legislation to, to eliminate and criminalize, you know, our civil rights, freedom of speech. Yeah. You know, so, so, so that's what I'm getting at. So you that's think just that didn't break me that day. You think that didn't yeah. break me that day when Do that you? happened? You know, it's just like, you think all these things don't affect me? Like these things affect me personally. And the reality is a lot of people that have been protesting for the past two days are brand new to this movement. I understand. They haven't put in the work that we have put in. Um, but we also can't ridicule people's tactics, and we yeah, know we need the exactly, leaders, that's all exactly. The, I'm not the state to. has the resources. The state has the legislation. Can you hear me out. I heard you out. I heard you out. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> a lot of them are new. A lot of them have not put in the work, and Utah Against Police Brutality has put in the work for six years. They're the people who have protested for every police brutality victim for the past six years. Yep. Um, I was a member of Utah Police of Utah Against Police Brutality. I was one of the, the very beginning groups. Of, they've, since then, they've changed members several times. Um, and I've seen them, you know, evolve into something else. And, and I'm, I 
have been speaking out saying, hey, in every media interview, hey, that violence that happened was not, you know, members of Utah Against Police Brutality. And when I talked to them, they said, you know, they weren't expecting that big of a crowd and that their protest ended at noon and whoever marched through the streets, that wasn't run by Utah Against Police Brutality. Those were other people. And, and, you know, people were recruiting heavily because the country is really emotional right now. The country is angry right now. I don't want you to feel like I'm ridiculing people in their protesting and in their anger and, and what they're doing. I don't think, I don't think I communicated my message well enough tonight that my entire purpose here was the message is lost and we're going to have to agree to disagree because your tactics in protesting and Mara's tactics in protesting and the people that are out there protesting right now are not the same protest um, tactics that I use. I use protest as a tool. I use protest as a last resort. Um, I use it to get something I want. Two weeks ago, we just protested for body cam footage for, in the Brian Valencia case um, because his family still doesn't have that body cam footage. He's Latinx. I fight for every police brutality victim. I fight for white police brutality victims. And so it's just like, you know, we're not getting the message. I think all of us on this call are going to have to agree to disagree because I'm going to protest peacefully and um, I'm going to still hold meetings with the police every two weeks. People are going to call me Uncle Tom, a traitor. You know, they're going to say all these things about me. She's a sellout. She does this. But in the end, I promise every person watching this, every person who can hear this, that we will get a police reform bill passed. And in the end, we will change the entire world. The, the Utah chapter of Black Lives Matter. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not stepping down. And unless you're in our chapter and have put in a lot of hard work to build the chapter, and it's been a lot of hard work, it is no one's place to ask me to step down unless you're a member of our chapter who has been there, who has attended protests, meetings, initiatives, outreach programs. It is no one's place to ask me to step down. I have apologized and I will apologize and apologize. And all I can do besides for apologize, it's changed my behavior. And that's something that I will do. I won't criticize your protesting tactics. That's fine. Um, I won't head down to the protests and ask for peace um, while saying you're ruining my work. You know, um, it's our work. Um, I won't do that. I won't do that. And I will listen when somebody says, hey, I want to talk to you. You caused harm. I'm going to listen. I'm not going to be this bitch that's just like, fuck you, I'm right all the time. I do everything right. I don't do everything right, Mara. I don't. None, I don't of, us, right. none of us. Well, what well, well, I want to say, um, um, I'll give Amada a chance to say something in closing because um, she's been quiet for a minute. But I, I appreciate you making some time for us, Lex. Um, as I said, I, I, um, um, I definitely wanted to give you an opportunity to truly really give, give your side. I, I felt like um, you deserve that. I felt like I owed it to you. But I hope um, um, I appreciate your time. And um, as I said, we, we will follow this up with the video that we got that night to give everybody a full context of what went on um, rather than just will snippets. You also, will you also post my video? Um, yeah. Of yeah. the one where, where it's the black man and the black woman and we're all yeah. talking. Okay. Yeah, send it to me. I'll put it all, all together back-to-back -to -back type stuff or whatever.
whatever. So um, appreciate you. And Maura, you have anything in closing? Um, yeah, just I think it'd be nice to stop centering uh, or legitimizing the state's version of violence and nonviolence. I think it's important to recognize that they have the platform. And when we go out there and um, legitimize their arguments where protesters can be violent, that's bullshit. When we um, give them the same arguments, when we are talking to the youth, that is, yeah, they're new and they're barely coming out, but that's where the power lies, all right? It's not reformist. The power is not never gonna be reformist. Like, fuck the government, fuck the police all day, every day. A piece of fucking paper won't prevent them from stop killing people. It never fucking has. And I don't give a fuck if it's like, I'm gonna work on this project that's gonna be a failure for fucking my entire life. And then because I feel like I've put in so much work into it, I'm gonna go call out the youth for not following my footsteps and calling them violent when in all reality, self-defense is not fucking violent. Um, it, it's just that, you know, it's like, all right, yeah, well, I made a mistake, but our, our actions have impact. And I don't feel like we address that at all. Like, I don't feel like, um, I, I remember Lex yesterday, you took a moment to walk away from, after you yelled at them for a while and they, they called you out, you walked away and you told a reporter, let it be known, write this down, let it be known. I tried and I, I walked away afterwards because like there were other things that were more important at that moment. Um, I feel like by you saying that um, it, it was a mistake, I, I appreciate that. Um, there's impact that's greater than saying, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, I'm sorry can only do so much. And I feel like because you said that you would testify against people because I know that you talk to the police and all of these differences in tactics, I feel like um, an apology would be, in my opinion, um, an, an apology would encompass something more like, these are the things that, that um, I understand as harmful. And this is why uh, framing activists, framing protesters, framing black youth that are enraged as violent, that, that's a huge thing for me. Like I, I still don't understand how we keep talking about violence um, and not focusing it on what the state is doing. But um, I do appreciate you taking the time um, to, to talk to us. Um, I do appreciate um, like the, um, I'm not sure how much will come out of this afterwards because a lot of people of color, a lot of black people are upset. And so I, I don't know, like I hope this evolves as a conversation that we're all engaging in. Um, but yeah, the-, the Maura, there's yeah, a lot of black people who have my back as well. And they have been calling and me messaging me and emailing me today. Um, I think that there are two different ways to look at this. And I think that mistakes were made. And um, you said that the work I'm working on will be a failure. 
and I'm just going to disagree with you there. That's um, and I'll show you. That's I'll show you. I, you shouldn't want my work to be a failure. I don't want it to be you a failure. I know the state is failing people and will continue to fail people. Yeah, and I don't want you to to hope for that because I am hoping that police will be held accountable. And I know a lot of people are mad at me. I have a lot of critics. I have a lot of enemies. Um, and that's great. I wonder if they pay my bills and, and if they help with the chapter, I'm happy to listen to them. Um, and if they're part of this movement and they really put in work, I'm happy to listen to them. I am. If they actually are working for police reform, I'm happy to listen to people who are doing that. Marvin is doing that. Right. Marvin I'm not a reformist. You're right. I, I will not work for police reform. I will work to dismantle it. And uh-oh, they, they just did the, the curfew thing right now. Um, exactly. And I, I guess I that's our it. cue. All right. All right, guys. Um, Marvin, I appreciate it. Um, Mara, it was great talking to you. Um, I'm going to go hot tubbing. Good night. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye.